enjoying the Friday night service so far. Uh, my name is Jordan, and I'm one of the pastors here at Global Heart Church. And uh, along with my beautiful wife, Bianca, we get to oversee our kids' ministry, our youth ministry, and our young adults' ministry. And uh, I'm really excited for tonight. I really hope that over the next 15 or so minutes that you're really encouraged, uh, but most importantly, that your heart is stirred towards God and that something from the message is really going to motivate you, move you closer into a great relationship with God. So before we do that, let me pray. And I'm going to give you about five scriptures, two points, two stories and a quote, all around this idea of what are you looking at. So whether you're at home or watching this in your car or wherever you are, let me just pray. We're just going to commit this time together to God and just really believe that something powerful is going to happen no matter where you are. And whether this is your first time watching, first time being at church, or if you've been a thousand times, I'm believing that God's going to speak to you and you're going to be changed. So let me pray. Father, we thank you so much, God, for this time that we have together. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for technology, that we can still connect, God, in this time and still gather together and, and hear from your words. So we just commit this next few minutes to you, Father. I just pray that everyone, God, would have an open heart to hear something from you. And God, whether this is people's first time hearing a message, God, or whether they've heard many before, I pray it would touch their heart and, God, that they would connect with you, Father, and would be different, God, from tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Come on. Well, I want to talk about what are you looking at? And to encourage us with this thought, I want to read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. So it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, for who... Uh, for who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of God. I just want to read that second part again, just to emphasize it, but I also butchered it slightly. It says this, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to encourage everyone that's watching this, whether you're a young person or an older person, I want to encourage you that God has a plan for your life. God has lanes set out for your life, a race that's before you, that you can run well, that you can finish well. And this race has a prize at the end, which God has set in advance. And the Bible tells us that as we run this race, that we are to fix our eyes on Jesus, who's the author and finisher, the perfecter of our faith. And I want to encourage you that we cannot do life well we cannot live life to its potential. We won't reach our full potential in this race if we do not first fix our eyes on Jesus. I want to ask you tonight, what are you looking at? I want to encourage you that in this race, in this life, what you're doing now, we've got to fix our eyes on Jesus. We've got to put our attention on Jesus. Hey, this life that is before you, that God has created, that God's created for you, I want to tell you, yours is unique and it's awesome. And I want to encourage you that you won't feel and experience the full potential of what God has for you unless in this life you put your attention on Jesus, unless you look to Him. What are you looking at? I want to read another scripture. It's Psalms 121, verse 1 to 2. It says this, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I really like this scripture that the person writing it, the psalmist, 
is asking, where does my help come from? He looks to the hills. Where does my help come from? You know, we can look for help from many different things. But the reality is, is that every human on the planet needs help in an area of their life, which only God can help with. And that is that each person needs help in their soul. Every person needs help in their soul. We need salvation. We need forgiveness. We need that void to be filled. And that help only comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, this psalmist saying, I'm looking to the hills, where is my help? I think in this season of life, with all the uncertainty and all the challenge, I think many people, perhaps you, are looking right now, where is my help coming from? Can I encourage you that the best help is only from Jesus Christ? There's help that you need, obviously for material things right now, but there's also help that every person needs because in their soul, a connection to God, a rightness with God, I'm finding that purpose, that fulfillment. I'm telling you, it only comes from God. We're reminded in that scripture that it's not about looking to the hills, it's about looking to God for whom our help comes from. I wanna encourage you tonight, look to no one else in this season but Jesus Christ. Hey, the Bible is filled with crazy stories. And um, one of the craziest ones, I was reading about it last week and I just thought it fit so well with what I really felt God was putting on my heart at this time. And it's about this king in the Bible and his name is Nebuchadnezzar. So if anyone having a baby shortly, there's a name suggestion for you, Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible, he was a king and there's a crazy passage in Daniel 4, if you've got your Bible, where Nebuchadnezzar is, is really just attributing everything that he has and his power and his authority and what he's done, he's really attributing it to himself. So this guy in the Bible, King Nebuchadnezzar, he's got a real issue with pride. And so he, it's, it says that he's walking out one night and he's declaring how everything that he has and that he's done and all his might and all that stuff is because of him. And this crazy thing happens where all of that is stripped away from him. It's, it's taken away and he's actually cast out. And, and the Bible tells us that he's out in the wild and he's eaten crazy stuff and, and the Bible tells us that his beard grew as long as the feathers of wings uh, of eagles, which is very peculiar. And I actually tried to grow a beard the length of the wings of eagles for this message just to bring it home, but it didn't work out. But he's out there, his hair's growing, his fingernails are growing, crazy stuff's happening. And then there's this passage in, in Daniel 4 verse 34 and it's called Nebuchadnezzar Restored. And, and as I read the scripture, I really want you to be encouraged by what takes place here. And I'm gonna talk about three points real quick. Uh, that, that I've kind of got out of this scripture and what God's been speaking to me about. And I hope it encourages you in this season. But let's read Daniel 4, verse 34. It's called Nebuchadnezzar Restored. Here we go, verse 34. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, so this is him in the wilderness, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High. He blessed God and praised and honored him who lives forever. So we have this guy who's got a real pride issue. This king, he attributes everything to himself. Now he's been cast out. Everything's been taken away. And it says that he looks to heaven and reason returned to him. Then it says this, for his dominion, this is Nebuchadnezzar talking about God. His dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. Nebuchadnezzar's getting a revelation. He's starting to see who God really is. And what it's doing is it's changing how he sees himself. Verse 35 says this, all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. And he does according to his will among the hosts of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? I think this is such an interesting passage of scripture. We've got this man wrestling with pride. Uh, his perspective of himself is too inflated. His perspective of God is too little. And he has this experience where things are stripped away. 
And as he looks to God, as he cries out to God, it says he looks to the heavens. It says reason returned to him and a revelation of God returned to him, a revelation of who God was and his place in things. And he had a revelation of who he was and his place in things. And I think we can see a little bit of this happening in this season is that things are being stripped away from people and some of it's so painful. But I wanna encourage you, let's not let this season go to waste. I believe at this time that God is doing something but we have the choice right now about what we look at, what we focus on. And Nebuchadnezzar in this story, he has a moment where he looks to God and something happened in his life which changed how he saw things. And I wanna talk about those those things right now. So I've got three things that happen as we look to God. Three things that happen as we look to God. I just remembered there's a second camera, so I might look over here from time to time, but hey guys, three things that happen as we look to God. Number one, as we look to God, our priorities are reordered. Our priorities are reordered. What we think is important begins to change as we look to God. You know, as you get older in life, your priorities change a lot. And uh, I was just reflecting today about when I was a young kid and I was 12 years old and a lot of my priorities were about how do I unlock Wolverine on Tony Hawk's 2 and it was, my focus was different. What I thought was important was different. Where I invested my time was different. What I worried about was different. But it's funny how as you mature as a person, your priorities uh, get reordered and uh, your, your priorities begin to change from perhaps temporal things to eternal things as you mature. And I think even more so that happens as we look to God, as we look at the sovereignty of God and as we really spend time focusing on who He is, we realize that what is important in the world perhaps isn't what we thought it was. And our priorities begin to change and it begins to change how we live our life. And I want to encourage you in this season, as we look to God amidst the challenges, amidst the things that are going on, maybe you're in a really challenging season right now, but maybe you're not. I want to encourage you. What are you looking at right now? Because I want to, I want to say that as you look to God in this season, as you put your attention on Him, as you fix your eyes on Jesus, your priorities are going to be reordered to what they should be. This isn't a reordering that's not good or a reordering that's not healthy. It's actually reordering it to what God's design is for our life. There are priorities that are uh, uh, really uh, God designed and God ordained that we should wanna have a hold of, but it won't happen if we look at other things. And I wanna encourage you in this season to fix your eyes on Jesus, look to Him and watch as your priorities are reordered to factory settings, back to what it should be, to what God designed in your life. It's because as we look in light of who God is at what is in our life, what matters begins to change. Number two, as we look to God, our perspective is corrected. So number one is our priorities are reordered, but as we look to God, our perspective is corrected. In light of God's power, that thing that seemed so big and so challenging, in light of who God is, as we look to Him, our perspective changes. I thought Infinity War was epic until I saw Endgame. I thought Batman vs Superman was the best movie I'd ever seen until I saw Justice League. The thing is, is your perspective will change as you see something else. I'm a big Mario Kart fan on the iPhone right now. I thought my score was good until I saw Courtney Ryan's. And this is what will happen in your life as well. In this season, when things seem hopeless or too big or too strong or too big to overcome, as you look to God, your perspective is corrected. Things that seemed too massive to break a hold of or things that were big or daunting, I wanna encourage you, your perspective will be corrected to that of that God is bigger, God is greater, God is stronger, God is sovereign, and He can do what He wants to do. Your perspective of yourself will change as you look to God. Our perspective is corrected. 
I want to encourage you in this season, you've got to see yourself the way that God sees you. And, and how does that happen when we look to God? Well, as we look to God and we, we look to His Word and we look to what He says about us, we, we, we see that He says that all of His works are marvelous. And we are all works of God. God has made us. So if everything He makes is marvelous, what does that make you? It makes you marvelous. And you're called to a great purpose. God has predestined things for you to do. The book of Ephesians tells us that, that God has a plan for your life. The Hebrew scripture I was talking about before, a race God has set before us. You are capable of doing great things. You're called to a great purpose. God has things available to you, but we've got to look to God. And our perspective of ourselves is going to change as we do so. Here's another thing. Our perspective of others is going to change as we look to God. We're going to begin to get God's heart for people. God's going to speak to us about people in our city, in our neighborhood, in our family. As you look to God, watch as your perspective changes. Your perspective of your financial situation, perhaps, or your family, the perspective of this whole thing going on right now around the world, in light of who God is, come on, it's going to give us a perspective of faith as we look to God. It's going to give us a perspective of of eternity and, and our place in it as we look to God. Point number three. I want to read Psalms 34, verse 1 to 8. Just to mix it up, I'm going to read it to this camera. It says this in Psalms 34, verse 1 to 8. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its, makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Verse 4, I sought the Lord and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. This is the verse I want to talk about. Those who look to Him, are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. I love that verse. Those who look to Him are radiant. Are you radiant at the moment? Are you radiant tonight, guys? As, as you listen to this message, are you radiant? I, I wanna encourage you. Verse, uh, sorry, point number three. As we look to God, our lives shine brightly. Our lives will be radiant as we look to God. Those who look to Him are radiant. Did you know the moon is, is awesome? but the moon actually doesn't have anything in itself that produces light. The moon actually just reflects the sun's light. There's nothing about the moon that emits light or anything. It just reflects the sun. Um, The sun is emitting this amazing light and and the moon just reflects. And and you know what? I really believe that about people. I, I think we've all got the ability to shine in ways, but no greater way to shine than to just reflect the light off the sun. And, and that's sun, S-O-N, um, not to be too cheesy, but hey, I wanna encourage you, as you look to God, what happens is His light reflects on us. And as that scripture says, we begin to be radiant as we look to Him. You know, I'm under these bright lights tonight and I've got quite a white forehead and I'm sure that in the video, it's radiating, it's emitting light. There's nothing about my head that is radiant, but it's reflecting the light. You know, our lives can look like that with God as we really look to Him. We can reflect His light to our family, to those around us. So I want to encourage you guys, use this season to look to God and watch what He does as you radiate, as you shine brightly to those around you in this season. We've got a real opportunity to do as the Bible says in this season. Now the Bible talks about the church being like a city on a hill, shining brightly. It talks about taking the lampshade off. Hey, we want that to shine brightly, get the covers off. You know, we've got an opportunity right now, I think, as individuals, as Christians, Um, and and as the church to shine brightly, to radiate the light of God. But it's not gonna happen if we're not looking to Him. He needs to be what we're focusing on right now. He needs to be what we're fixing our eyes on right now. And and watch what God does as we really radiate, reflect the light of God throughout this season. A a season with so much uncertainty and challenge, 
I really believe that we can do a great work reflecting God's light, radiating that, and, and watch what God does. So as we look to God, here's the three things that happen. Our priorities are reordered, our perspective is corrected, and our lives will shine brightly. Can I ask you tonight, what are you looking at? You know, as I was uh, thinking about this message, and actually before I was even asked to preach, um, I, I was just, I was in quarantine for 14 days. And, um, you know, when you're in quarantine for 14 days, you, you think about a lot of things. And, and I was journaling and just writing stuff down about this season and what I felt God was showing me. And he really put that Hebrews 12 scripture on my heart about the race, running the race, and uh, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And, and it doesn't always happen to me. It happens to some people a lot. But I, I just felt like God put a picture in my, in my mind and in my heart about something. And it was, and it was uh, me on a yacht. And um, I had really bad motion sickness. Someone probably just amended that watching that. And then now you're going, what? Um, but I had this picture in my head of me on a yacht. And I had really bad motion sickness. And uh, it kind of was like partnered with that scripture about fixing your eyes on Jesus. So I'm like, man, God, are you speaking to me about being motion sick on a yacht? And then I got to fix my eyes on Jesus on the yacht for some reason. But I, I kind of want to unpack a little bit of what I really felt God speak to me uh, about through that. And uh, I hope it encourages you. But, you know, not that long ago, um, me and Bianca were invited to go on uh, Ali Murray, who's now Ali Bartels. Uh, we got invited to go out on her dad's yacht with uh, Ali and Brent. So they're really good friends of ours. So we're out in the yacht having a good time. And I was actually allowed to have a turn of steering it. And um, that, was, that was awesome. And so we're hanging out on the yacht. And here's the thing. It was a beautiful day. The sun is shining. We're having a heaps of fun, having a good time chatting, laughing and and, and Ali's dad was there and he, he was the captain. I, I think that's what it is, but he, he was in charge of everything and he's just awesome. We're having a great time with them. And literally I got hit with this hardcore motion sickness. And so what was, what was an awesome fun day and was just full of adventure and stuff ended up with me just sitting down, trying to gather my thoughts for about two hours. And um, the, the thing is, is I have a bit of a problem with motion sickness and I've, I've had motion sickness on planes, on, on ferries, the Transperth Ferry to Perth Zoo. Um, I've, been, I've, I've had motion sickness hit me on the, uh, the gym bus. I've had motion sickness hit me on the way to swimming lessons. Um, I, I get motion sickness everywhere. And Bianca is in a, in a bit of a similar boat, uh, excuse the pun. Um, but over time, we've learned some things that kind of take the edge off. And, and the funny thing is, is, as I was kind of thinking about that picture that I had in my head about me being on a yacht and having motion sickness and, and that, that line from Hebrews 12, fix your eyes on Jesus. Um, I, I've really started to see some parallels and some analogies, which I think will hopefully equip you and encourage you a little bit. But I think as we look at what takes the edge off motion sickness, you're actually gonna be encouraged about what's gonna help you through this season, I, I feel. So let, let's hope that works. If it doesn't, send Pastor Eli an email. But um, Here's the thing, you, you're more likely to get motion sickness when you're not in control of the movement. For example, I, I can drive a car for eight hours in the blistering sun. If I'm driving, I'm fine. As soon as someone else gets into the driving seat, I'll get car sick. Uh, and, and the thing is, is, is if, if the movement and the motions aren't in your control, that's what can make you feel motion sickness. And right now, I think in life, there is so much happening to people that is out of their control. Your, your life might feel like a boat that's being rocked by a storm and, and the motion, the movement, what's happening is out of your control. And that can make you feel completely out of control, completely desperate, completely sick. Um, that is something that happens. And, and 
Um, there's, a, there's a lot of movement happening in people's lives. And, and I want to encourage you about why looking to God is so needed in this season. Because here's some of the things that will take the edge off with motion sickness. And I really want to focus on two. Um, one of them is fresh air. So right now in this season, if you're in quarantine, whatever it is, fresh air is going to help. Crackers help with motion sickness. Ginger, putting down screens, avoiding alcohol. That's a, that's a good one. But here's one I want to pause at. This is really important. Something that helps a lot with motion sickness, especially at sea, if you're on a yacht, if you're on the ferry to Rottnest, whatever it is, this is really going to help. It's, and I was looking at some research about this today. To stay stable at sea, look at the horizon, or even better, look at land. Here's why that's important. As everything else moves, maybe you're on a boat and the things on it are moving, the people are moving, the waves are moving, everything's mo moving. If you can fix your eyes on something that does not move, it will actually stable you. It will actually make you feel better. And I want to encourage you in this season, as a planet really, there is so much movement happening that is out of our control. So many things that are coming to shift us and move us and crazy things are happening. Can I encourage you? You will feel a whole lot better. You will feel a sense of stability and a sense of peace as you fix your eyes on something that does not move. And I wanna encourage you tonight, that thing is not the horizon right now. It's not a piece of land. The thing that we need to fix our eyes on that will not move is Jesus Christ. As we focus on God, on who He is, that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that will bring stability to your life. As you focus on Jesus and His strength, His ability, His sovereignty, who He is, what He's capable of, that He's holding you up, that strengthening you, that He's with you, that's going to bring stability no matter what else moves. Can I encourage you? He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. And despite everything else that is moving, He is not moved. He is not moved. His heart is moved with compassion for us. But God is so big and so sovereign and so great that He is not moved. He's still on the throne. He's still in control and He's still all powerful. Can I encourage you, look to Him right now. That, that image of being in a yacht and having motion sickness, not knowing what to do, feeling out of control, feeling just not good. I wanna encourage you, God was speaking to me about fixing my eyes on Jesus because as you look at the horizon or look at land, something that will not move, stability comes. I wanna encourage you in this season, we've gotta fix our eyes on Jesus. It's gonna bring a whole lot of stability and peace to your life. What is getting your attention right now in this season? Can I encourage you? It's gotta be Jesus. We've gotta fix our eyes on Jesus. The second thing that helps with motion sickness, which I really felt God just encouraged me with, is that it helps when you face the direction that you're going. Face the direction you're going. Whether you've ever been on a train in Sydney where they have those seats that face backwards or on a ferry, if you're facing uh, the direction that you came from, it can make you feel a whole lot worse. I wanna read Proverbs 4 verse 20. It says this, my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk away from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Come on, that scripture really encouraging us right there. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. If you ride a bike, um, unless you're really experienced, if you look somewhere else, if, you, if I'm trying to go straight and ride this bike into that camera, if I look this way inadvertently, unintentionally, I'll begin to head that way. And uh, I, I wanna encourage you that at this time, 
and throughout your life, whatever you fix your eyes on, wherever your attention is, that is the direction that your life will go. And I want to encourage you with that motion sickness idea. You know, you'll feel a whole lot better if you look the direction that you're going. Why that's important right now is that that, that scripture, Hebrews 12, that I read at the start about running your race, fixing your eyes on Jesus, it would only make sense, you know, that scripture if Jesus was at the finish line, because if Jesus is on the side cheering us on and I look sideways and I'm trying to run, I'm gonna cross paths into someone else's lane. And I don't know if you've ever been in a running race or a swimming race, but if you look at the competition, you, you, you're not gonna do a great job. That's how you get distracted and can make mistakes and you slow down. It, that scripture makes sense if Jesus is actually at the finish line. And you know what? That is absolutely true because the reward in life, in fact, is Jesus Christ. Why we are here is to know Him. We're here because He loves us. A relationship with Him is the ultimate desire we should have. He is the one who has created us and designed us to be in relationship with Him. I wanna encourage you to face in the direction that you're going. And I wanna encourage you, make sure that that direction, where you're going, where your life is heading, is towards God, is towards Him, is towards the plan that He has for your life, is towards the fulfillment and the wholeness and the healing and the forgiveness that He has. He's at the end of your lane, encouraging you forward. And even right now in this season, no matter what else is happening in your life, I wanna encourage you, Jesus is cheering you on. He's at the finish line and He's encouraging you forward and He's encouraging you to keep your eyes fixed on Him in this season. Can I encourage everybody watching this, no matter how, how old you are, where you are right now, can I encourage you? What are you looking at? And I wanna really encourage you, look at Jesus in this season, no matter what is happening, fix your eyes on Jesus. Look to Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, who is our provider, who is our friend that sticks closer than a brother, who is our strength, he's our rock, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's the cornerstone. Hey, Jesus is our stand up and our recovery. He is the great I am, he is who was and is to come. Can I encourage you to look to Jesus at this time? And I'll just finish with this thought. You know, quite a lot of people are asking right now, is this the end of the world? Is, is that what is happening? And uh, the reality is, is that I, I don't know. And I'm pretty convinced that no one knows. And the Bible talks about that, that no one knows the hour. And I think many times throughout history, people would have thought, hey, right now is when Jesus is coming back. But we just don't know. But it's a good question because it prompts some good thoughts. And the thing that I think about is if, tomorrow was the end of the world, or if in a hundred years or a thousand years or whatever it is, the questions are still the same. Are you right with God? Are you in good standing with God? And are you doing what He has put you on the planet for? I don't know when the end of the world is gonna be, but the question's the same. And I've got that question that I wanna ask you tonight is, are you right with God? Are you in good standing with, with, with your Creator? And I wanna encourage you, your Creator loves you. He's created you with a great purpose. And he wants to be in your life, but he would love an invitation. And I wanna ask you tonight, if you would make that decision to invite God into your life. I just wanna close with a verse, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, here we go, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of God. 
I love that scripture. It says, for the joy set before him endured the cross. I don't know if you know much about the cross, but it was a brutal, a, a brutal death, a brutal way for people to die. Jesus suffered so much, but it said that he endured it for the joy that was set before him. What was that joy? That joy was having a relationship with you. Jesus went to the cross so that we could come into a relationship with him, so that we could be made right with God, so that Jesus' righteousness would be placed on us. Can I encourage you? Eternity is real. Sin is real. And, and God is so real. And, and he's, he, he's with you wherever you are right now to just speak to you and to be your friend. But most importantly, to help us in the area that no one else can, help us in the area of our soul to make things right with God. So wherever you are right now, I'd love to just give you that opportunity. I'd love to pray for you. And uh, what I'd love to do is, is uh, there's gonna be a link on this video where you can enter if you've made this decision. But right now, wherever you are, if you wanna make this decision to invite Jesus into your heart, I'd love just to put your hand on your heart. Just, just a moment between you and God and obviously no one's there or if family is there, just, just take a private moment to do that. Just to say, God, that's me. I wanna invite you into my life right now and I'd love to pray for you right now. So if you're praying this prayer for the first time to invite Jesus, why don't you into your life, why don't you just pray it with a, with a nice loud voice wherever you are. And, and if you're already a Christian and a believer, why don't you pray too, but let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your free gift of salvation. Tonight, Jesus, I wanna invite you into my life as Lord and as Saviour. I'm sorry, God, for living life my own way. Help me, God, to live for you for all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, if you made that decision, I wanna give you a big congratulations and just say, well done. That's so awesome. And uh, yeah, there'll be a link that'll come up right now you can click on. We would love to just encourage you around that and uh, just talk to you a little bit more about that decision. But how fantastic, how awesome. And hey, everybody else is watching, can I encourage you? Let's fix our eyes on Jesus in this season. Let's look to Him. 